This is a Locker Room Production. Oh, we are live here on the Locker Room app. So we're uh, starting between the Hornets and the Pacers, and it was a bad game by the Indi- by the Charlotte Hornets, as as you know they lost six straight as. Nate Duncan has said they lost six straight to end the season and they couldn't get it done and I thought that the Hornets would probably have a chance to beat the Pacers after Levert was deemed out for the game and obviously he's going to miss an extra two weeks but I, I was disappointed on this game overall. It wasn't just about not playing against against uh, the Hornets. And it was... I just didn't like how the Hornets had the offense going. Because it, as you want to see, like for the players for the Hornets, Graham, the guy that's... That was probably the starter before LaMelo was deemed a starter in the first half of the season. And in 20 minutes, he shot one for eight from the floor. And he only had four points. And that cannot happen in a must-win game for the Hornets. And also, Cody Zeller was probably the second bright spot on the team as he hasn't been playing well this season as he shot 7 for 7 from the floor with 17 points in 28 minutes. And I feel that they should have started him from the get-go because Bismarck Biombo, he only played 3 minutes. He got subbed out after 3 minutes and was a minus 7 in 3 minutes. And that cannot happen in this league and in this game where the Hornets had to win. They had to win. And it's not just these guys. Lamelo Ball was, wasn't that great. He had 14 points, one rebound, and four assists, and shot four for 14. And I know ESPN and all those sports channels, all they show is Lamelo Ball behind the back dime. But they're not debating, saying, okay, Lamelo Ball, you failed. You did not play well. And that's why he only played 27 minutes. And yes, it was a blowout already. But still, I expected more from Lamelo Ball because Lamelo Ball has been rebounding the ball a lot this season, even before his injury and kind of after. But he had one rebound the whole game ahead and only had four assists. And while Terry Rozier, who played 35 minutes, he shot 7 for 20, did not make a single 3-pointer, even though he attempted 9. And yes, he had 8 boards and 6 assists, but he only had 16 points. And the Hornets have been playing well, especially Rozier, have been playing the ball, shooting the ball well from 3 and and passing the ball. And he's been underappreciated rebounder. And he had eight rebounds. 
but it just overall the Hornets did not shoot the ball well, and I'm not forgetting Miles Bridges, who's who was the number one bright spot last night, even though they lost by big. They lost by twenty seven points. At one point, they're down thirty nine. And it was over from the get-go. As the Pacers scored 40 in the first, scored 29 in the second, scored 39 and 36, respectively. So it was a horrible matchup. But I expected more from the Hornets, and they they did not play well. And yes, they did not have Gordon Hayward, but with or without Gordon Hayward, they have beaten big teams, and they have been playing well. And P.J. Washington only had 8 points and 7 rebounds. And you know this season, he's been balling out really well. And for the Pacers, it was a great game for the Pacers. And yes, they're missing T.J. Warren, who's out for this season. They're missing Miles Turner. We don't know when he'll be back. They they missed Karis Levert, who right before tip-off, was saying that he's going to miss this game and he's going to be out a minimum of 10 to 14 days. And that's, and that's two weeks' time to, to recover, but that's a lot of time because for sure he's going to miss the game against the Washington Wizards and is probably going to miss the first round against the Sixers. So it's like, we hope he can come back as soon as he can, but it's going to be tough, tough for the Pacers. But Sabonis is still doing Sabonis things, getting 14 points, 21 rebounds, and 9 assists in only 33 minutes. Also, Brissett, who played also 33 minutes, he had 23 points and 5 rebounds, and he's been balled. Ever since he got released by, by the Raptors, he signed two 10-day contracts with the Pacers and they signed them for like an, a contract that's guaranteed for the rest of the season. And he shot 10 for 14. But are you trying to tell me that the Hornets and P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges, they couldn't defend O.J. Brisson? No, that could not happen. And the Hornets blew this one out because they kind of have similar records, but we don't know, but Doug McDermott, he was lit from three as he scored 11 in the first, he ended up with 21 points, seven for nine from the floor, four for six from downtown, also Brogdon came back after missing the last 10 games, he had 16 points and eight dimes, shooting six for 10 from the floor. So Brogdon as well, he came back with a bang. And he only played 21 minutes from injury. And the game was already out of hand already. So that now. And the Indiana Pacers starters, like Sabonis was plus 27, Brissett plus 27, Holiday, Justin Holiday plus 26. McDermott plus 20, Brogdon plus 18, well, for the Hornets, P.J. Washington was at minus 26, Bridges minus 25, Bismack minus 7, LaMalo Ball was a, was the game high minus 35, and 
Rosier was a minus 39. We thought it was going to be the scary tear, but it wasn't. He was a minus 32 on the night. Did not make a single three-pointer. And it was just disappointing for the Hornets because I wanted the Hornets to make the playoffs and see how LaMelo Ball can do, how Terry Rozier can make it happen. So, but I still feel Cody Zeller should have started over Bismarck Biombo because Bismarck Biombo had played three minutes and did nothing on the floor. Welcome, Bren Wolves. What's up? So, I'm recapping the Hornets and Pacers. Do you want to say something about it? No, you can start recapping. So the Pacers, they played well, and we, we we were happy that Malcolm Brogdon came back from injury. And yes, he was on a minute restriction, but the game was out of hand. They take him out. They were up by 39 points. And I know the Pacers are missing Curse Lever, they're missing Miles Turner, TJ Warren, but they still played well, and you got to give it to Sabonis, who had, like, one assist shy from a triple-double. But it was really disappointing by the Hornets. And Lama Ball did not, did not have a great game himself. And all ESPN was showing was his dimes, but they weren't talking about how he was at minus 35 on the night. Only scored 14 points, grabbed one rebound, had only four dimes. So I was in the, I was a Hornets performance because now make the playoffs as they're eliminated because they were number ten spot in the East. But let's move on to the second game, which is was a great game to watch up until the second half, as the Wizards they were into it in the first half. Westbrook in the first half had 14, had bounds, but he did well himself, 6 for 18 from the floor, and yes, he grabbed 14 boards and 5 dimes, but that didn't matter as they couldn't guard Kimba Walker, who had season-high 29 points. They couldn't, obviously... Not foul Jason Tatum as he was 17 for 17 from. And also, I know Bradley Beal's having hamstring injury, but you can't go into a must win shooting 10 for 25 and not doing much on the floor. And even on the defensive end, he did not do a great job because if he did, Kemba Walker wouldn't have 29 points. Kemba wouldn't have. Uh, Jason Tatum wouldn't have a 50-piece. So I think Russell Westbrook and Beal, they need to play a full 48 minutes because in this game, they only played the first half. The second half was not great because they only scored 46 and especially 20 in the fourth. The most important quarter, they scored 20 as they lost by 18. And... The bright spots was on the starting lineup for the Wizards. It was off the bench. As Ish Smith, the veteran, had 17 points and 8 rebounds. Also, Gafford, who 
They acquired from the Chicago Bulls at the trade deadline. He had 12 points and 5 rebounds. And Gafford and Smith combined shot 12 for, 12 for 15 from the floor. And they played much better than the starters did. And yeah, everyone will say, oh, Westbrook rebounds or 5 assists. But that doesn't do nothing. That doesn't mean nothing if you lose an important game by 18. And for the Celtics, it was a. I, I know that people like they shot thirty-two free throws compared to the Wizards' twenty, but I don't think it wasn't just the free throws, because the Wizards were playing lazy on defense. They were hacking people left and right, and that's all of them. But played much better, especially Kemba Walker. Ever since he signed with the Celtics last season, he did not have huge games. And yes, people will say, yeah, he played great in last year's semifinals against Toronto. But other than that, he did not play well, especially against Miami Heat. And this season, yeah, he started the season on the injured list. But ever since he came back, he hasn't been doing much. So you needed Kemba Walker. You needed Tatum because, as you know, the Celtics lost Jalen Brown for the rest of the season with a wrist injury. I know he shouldn't have left the whole season because it's only a wrist injury. But shoot, he's a he's been an All Star this season. He has improved all of his stats from points, rebounds, assists free throw percentage, three-point percentage, everything. So the wrist is the main reason why it's like it's how you play ball. So if you don't have your wrist in 100%, you won't be doing much. And that's why Lamelo Ball hasn't been rebounding the ball well and hasn't been shooting the ball well. And we need Tristan Thompson to do something because he hasn't been doing anything like the last 25 games or so. So you needed Thompson off the bench, which he should start. I don't know why he's playing off the bench. Because Robert Williams the third, yes, he's been playing well the last eight games. But he only had 14, four points in 14 minutes. And yes, he got injured. But he was already injured before this game. So Tristan Thompson... Uh, 12 points and 12 rebounds, and he was a plus 15 on the floor. And I think the Celtics need to use more of their bench because other than Tatum, Kemba, Smart, and Fournier, it was only just playing more minutes. And Naismith, I don't know why he's on the Sensation Pritchard more over Naismith. So the Celtics win by 18. And yes, the Celtics will move on to play one of the most hated teams right now, which are now out to beat the Pacers. To show all the haters that Beal deserves the scoring title instead of Steph Curry. And they deserve Westbrook should be a nominated uh, nomination for the MVP, which I don't think he is, but they just need to show that the Pacers are not that degree of a team, which they are, because they got Malcolm Brogdon, former Rookie of the Year, former Milwaukee Buck, and it's just 
just tough for the Wizards to lose by 18. And I know home court advantage does not work because there's not as many fans as we want. But uh, let's move on and let's do the... Well, before... Well, let's do the prediction for tonight's matchups. First, it will be the Rosen Spurs playing the Ja Morant Grizzlies. And this game... You, like, I can't predict which one will win because the Grizzlies have been surprising all season while the Spurs have been disappointing. Because the Grizz, yes, they ha- Jaron Jackson hasn't been playing all season long. But that's why Kyle Anderson stepped up. That's why uh, the Canadian uh, Dylan Brooks has stepped up as a shooting guard position. And also, we're not forgetting former Raptor uh, Jonas Valanciunas who's been playing well as a center position. And yes, he's been shooting the ball from three more. He's been he's been playing the ball the way that the Grizz want him to play. And we're not forgetting the sophomore John Morant, the point guard. So I think it's, it's where John Morant takes him because Jaron Jackson is still on a minute restriction and he's not 100% yet. So it's going to be all about Ja Morant against DeMar DeRozan. And I'm not forgetting how the Spurs have been having death on the roster. Because I know Derek White is out. And he's been an important piece the last seasons for the Spurs. And you got Murray who's who's improving. DeRozan, you know who DeRozan is. I don't need to talk about DeMar because we know what he can bring on the floor. Keldon Johnson, the rookie, who's been balling out too, and Jakob Poro, who's not a good piece for the Spurs, and I know they lost LaMarcus Aldridge. And they could have at least got someone at the trade deadline because outside of Murray and DeRose, the bench is where they take him because you got veteran Patty Mills who has made big shots in the playoffs who have made big shots, but Popovich, you got Lonnie Walker, the sophomore, you got also the veteran, Rudy Gay off the bench, and I feel that they should start him in the starting lineup and give him more touches, because he hasn't been getting more touches, because right now, it's not about Gay or Mills or Trey Jones or Georgie Dang or Johnson or Porter, it's about DeMar DeRozan, because he's the franchise player of this franchise. And yes, he's a free agent, and we'll talk about that in another segment. But I think it's about the DeMar DeRozan. Is he going to keep passing the ball, keep being passive, and just scoring less than 24 points per game as he was doing with Toronto? Or it's time for DeRozan to take a lot of shots. It's time for his, for his best friend, Rudy Gay, to take more shots because Rudy Gay is not playing well this season and I'm not going to give an excuse that Pop is not giving him minutes the minutes he has played he hasn't been doing much and I know he's getting old but still he could he still got talent he still got power in the tank so this game it will be close but it's going to be close but it's about who will play defense more who will score more, who will be the shooter. And you guys know, it's not about the show to Murray. It's not about Jonas Valanciunas. It's about the DeMar show against the John Morant. 
And yes, they're going to have to play Jaron Jackson the minutes that he needs to play. It's not about his injury now because they, they are ninth and 10th respectively. So the the loser will be eliminated from playoff contention. And we'll talk about the playing tournament in just a moment. But it's just all about these two players. So if John Morant doesn't step up, there's there's not one guy that can do that has the talent to make big shots because Darren Jackson Jr. has missed the most of the season. He came back two weeks ago. Dylan Brooks, yes, he's been having a lot of like shots on the board, but he's not the player that can get everyone going and that can change the momentum. And so does Kyle Anderson or Jonas Valanciunas because at times. The coach for the Grizz puts Jonas Valanciunas on the bench because he's always a mismatch as as this new era of centers are all jump shooters and three-point shooters. So this game is all about the stars. And I, maybe you guys don't agree that John Morant is not a star just yet, but he's about to join that group. And also DeRozan is a star. I don't care what you have to say. DeMar is a star. So the winner advances to play the winner of the 7th and 8th, and that's the game that we'll talk about. It's the Golden State Warriors and the LA Lakers, in which we will commentate tonight, and the loser gets eliminated. So now, this is the game of the play. The game of the night is the Golden State Warriors against the LA Lakers. The Lakers ended up this season with 42 wins and 30 losses. While the Golden State Warriors ended the season on 39 wins and 33 losses. And this game, we guys, you guys all know, it's about the Steph Curry and the Draymond Green against LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And I don't wanna I don't want guys to say, oh, why don't you put Kuzma? Kuzma is not a star. He's not even that level yet. You can't be convinced that and play 37 minutes and score two points. And yes, AD and LeBron have been missing 20, 30 games. And yes, they came back, left again, and came back, especially LeBron James. But you guys know who LeBron James, who King James is. You guys know who AD is. AD is one of the best big men in the NBA. LeBron is one of the best point guard, small forward in the NBA. But the only bright spots for the Warriors to win this game or to even win if they lose tonight and play the winner of Spurs and Grizz, it just it just Steph Curry and Draymond. Steph Curry, the scoring title champion, who's averaging 32 points a game, five rebounds, and five assists. And it's funny that he's old, and it's one of his best seasons in uh, shooting-wise. And Steph Curry has been ball now, had multiple 50-point games, many 40-point games, had a 62-point game against the Portland Trailblazers. So, but in this game, the second bright spot is that Steph Curry and Draymond Green have won three of the past four series against King James. And that's which LeBron will take as motivation because he won once in 2016. But lost in 2015, lost in 2017, lost in 
2018 in the NBA Finals. And it's funny how this matchup is in the play-in, is not in the actual playoffs. And we'll talk about the play-in in just a moment, but I predict, obviously, the Lakers will beat the Golden State Warriors, but this does not mean that the Warriors will go home. They still have the playoffs. And Grizz. In this game, it's, it has Steph Curry doing what he does best. And Draymond, he's got to play. Because now he has to guard LeBron James for a full 48. He's got to guard AD. Because all the rest of the bench players of the Lakers is... They don't do nothing. And yes, I'm not forgetting Dennis Schroeder. Because that's the other player that could do something. Because there is a defensive liability, especially Draymond Green. And yes, the Warriors are without Kelly Oubre, who's having a magnificent season with Golden State. And we're not forgetting Wiggins. Wiggins is not the superstar, but Wiggins is a role player. And when Steph Curry has been off, Kelly Oubre and all these guys, the person that shows up is Andrew Wiggins. So Wiggins also has a big defensive job. And yes, he's skinny, but he's going to defend at switches. He's going to have to defend King James. He's going to have to switch on AD. So it's going to be... All those switches and defensive, um, defensive plays, it ha- it's gonna all change because the Warriors rely on screens, rely on jump shots, and the Lakers too. But you, you, you're not. You can't get Steph Curry to go into foul trouble. You can't let the Lakers contest Steph Curry because if Steph Curry does not get going, the Warriors will not win. And yes, when the Lakers played the Warriors this season, what happened? Steph Curry scored five points and the Warriors were down 20. And what happened? The Warriors came out with a victory at the end. And for the Lakers, it's going to have to be LeBron running the show. LeBron has to do what he has been doing all his career. And he's not going to fail, obviously. It's King James. King James always steps up in the playoffs. And yes... It's not a playoff, but this is a playoff kind of qualifier. And it's not win or go home yet. It's just win or lose and have another chance to win. But the Lakers will win this game. And AD's got to continue what he does best. And I want AD to get in the paint and stop shooting that contested three-pointer off a screen. I hate it. I don't like it. But the Lakers are predicted to win by five, as that's the line. But we will see what's going to happen. And now, let, before we move on for talk about the playoffs, this plan, to be honest, even if my team was a plan or my team wasn't in the plan, I just don't like it because you don't want the Nets or the Sixers losing to a 10th ranked team. I just don't like it. I think they should just keep it top eight of every conference, not top six make and seven to ten has a chance to win. And because it's not fair for seven and eight 
to have another chance to make it well the ninth and then it's winner go home it's like game seven i just don't like it i hate it even if my team the sixers or the Cavs or the lakers was in the plan i would like it or i wouldn't like it does not matter i just don't like it but before so let's do so right now the playoffs that's already booked. We'll start with the Western Conference. So the Jazz and Suns are first and second in the conference. They're still, their playoff matchup has not been decided. So well, I'll explain. So the winner of the Lakers and Warriors will play the Phoenix Suns. And the, the winner of the next play-in will play the Utah Jazz, and that sucks. You place, you work hard for the playing, and all season long, just to play the number one team in the NBA, and the Utah Jazz. But the matchups that's booked already. So the Nuggets will play the Blazers, as we remember two years ago, the Blazers beat the Nuggets in in seven games, and you remember that game. The uh, CJ McCollum had a raid, big chase down block to secure the game 7 1 against the Nuggets, and that was in Denver. And this game will be, if it was Ghost Game 7, it will be again in Denver because they're a higher seed than Portland. Um, between the Nuggets and the Blazers, I think that the Nuggets will win because the Blazers have struggled all season long, but. The Blazers have been playing well since CJ McCollum returned from injury. Mello has been playing well. Also, Anis Cantor, who was a great re-signing as he played with them a couple years ago. He's been balling out off the bench. And he, well, he has stared at times, but the player that's not been playing well is Yusuf Nurkic. And yes, I didn't mention Lillard yet because I will mention him now. Like, he's probably... One of the best point guards in the Western Conference. And I didn't say the best. I said one of the best. But do you want Lillard to play better in the playoffs? Because in the playoffs, him and CJ, in big games, they haven't been well, playing well. Remember in 2019, they played against no KD, and they got swept by the Golden State Warriors. So the Blazers is where CJ, Melo, Dame, Cantor, Nurkic takes them. And they will play the three seed. Then. And for the Nuggets, the sky is the limit for Denver. Because, yes, they, they they lost Jamal this season. But they still got Michael Porter Jr. They still got newly acquired Aaron Gordon, who hasn't been playing well since... They trade for him. And other thing is, MVP candidate and candidate that probably will win is Nikola Jokic, who's averaging close to triple double a game. One of one. He is the best center in the NBA. He can shoot the three. He can shoot jump shots. He can shoot from the elbow. He can do everything that the new era of big men wants you to do. And he can still go inside hit that hook shot he can still get it done but it's about the joker because all the other players are not that relevant it's all about 
Nikolai Jokic. So the next match that we all want to see again is between Kawhi and Paul George against Luka Doncic and Kripstaps Porzingis. This is going to be a great matchup to see. As you know, last season, Kristaps Porzingis got ejected in the first game. Did not play the rest from injury. And it's Luka Doncic time and Porzingis to make something happen in the playoffs. And yes, Mavs took the Clips last year to six games. But remember, they took him to six games, but Porzingis played one game and a half. And now the Mavericks come into this matchup with a healthy Luka, with a healthy Porzingis. And I'm not forgetting Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Kleiber, Jalen Brunson. Like these guys, they can ball. But we need the whole playoffs is not about the Mavericks. It's about Mr. Paul George and Kawhi. Especially Paul George, who hasn't been doing nothing in the playoffs all of his career. And yes, when he was with the Pacers, he, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals year after year after year. But the, all of these important games, the Game 7s, he scored 8 points against LeBron's Miami. He scored 12 points against LeBron Miami's Game 6 when they lost in 6 games. When he was with Oklahoma City Thunder, he, he shot, what, 6 for 28 Jazz in the first round? And last season, they blew. Giving Kawhi Leonard a pass here. He, he. As well. In last year's game seven. And he struggled ever since they won that game five. And they won the game four. They lost game five, game six, game seven. After leading 3-1 against the Nuggets with no pressure. It was just horrible, man. And it's time for Paul. It's not about Kawhi here. It's about PG. He said, I'm not. I'm not the playoff P that you used to see. I'm the finals MVP, Paul George. I don't believe one bit of what he's saying. But we will see. And yes, Paul George. And the Clippers and Kawhi are playing Mavs. The Mavs are a great team, but this is the first round. So you need Paul George to play your best. You need to play defense the way you got trade, the draft picks you got, you gave up to the Oklahoma City, the money that they, they're paying you right now, and the season that you've had. And yes, you had a great season. But regular season for me does not mean nothing. It's about the playoffs. So, Paul George, you need to step up. You can be shooting off the backboard in the game seven. And Kawhi, too. Kawhi, yes, he's missed a lot of games this year. But Kawhi does not, that does not mean that you get a pass. You haven't been playing as well as you played when Spurs and the championship seasons with the Spurs in Toronto. So Kawhi needs to step up more. 
because I don't think right now Kawhi trusts Paul George. So Kawhi needs to take the shots, needs to play defense on how he is. He's a one of the best defensive players in the history of the game and the best defensive player in the league. But this season, he hasn't been defending the ball as he used to do. And yes, they're 47-25. and 25. But what was the record last year and where, where they went? They blew a three. About Kawhi and Paltrow. It's not about Ivaki Zubac or Reggie Jackson or Morris. No. It's about Mr. Kawhi and PG. And the rest of the matchups is not booked yet as the winner of the Lakers and Warriors will play the Jazz. And the winner of the Memphis and Spurs uh, that will be playing the loser of the 7 and 8 will play the Phoenix Suns. Um, well, since we still, I w- would like to still have time, we want to talk. Oh, we'll go to the Eastern Conference. That's what I forgot. So the East, the 76ers. Matchup is not decided yet. It's the only team matchup that's not decided yet as they will wait on the game, the winner between the Pacers and the Washington Wizards. But the next matchup has already been set. The Brooklyn Nets, the most hated team in the the National Basketball Association, will play the Boston Celtics. And this matchup is the first Time that Kyrie Irving will play his former team. In fact, his former teams in the playoffs as Kyrie Irving has played for the Cavs, Celtics, and now the Nets. But Kyrie Irving has not faced the Cavs yet as the Cavs have struggled since the departure of King James and himself, Kyrie Irving. So he will play his former team in the Boston Celtics. And this will be a great matchup to see as the struggling Celtics at 36 and 36 will play the 48 and 24 Nets. But this is not about the record. It's about Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker against Kyrie, KD, Hard, Griffin. It's about that. And the Nets, you cannot lose one game or two or three. You cannot lose in the first round. You cannot. Kyrie Irving, you got to continue playing your 50-40-90 season. KD, you got to be Kevin Durant. You got to be James Harden. Blake Griffin is going to have to start. They're going to have to keep him starting and have Blake Griffin, Jeff Green, Jeff, uh, Joe Harris come off the bench. But I don't think that will happen. So I think it will be Kyrie, Katie, Harris, Harden, and Jeff Green. But Blake Griffin, I think that he's just... He's an important piece for the Nets. Blake Griffin is important. Because once Kyrie sits, once Katie sits, once Harris Green sits, there's just one player that's has the potential to do much and it's Blake 
with it. And I'm not forgetting DeAndre Jordan, who's been having a lot of DNPs since Blake Griffin got acquired and since uh, they got LaMarcus Aldridge and since he retired in a surprising way. DeAndre Jordan has not been playing the minutes he's been playing. And with the Celtics, I don't, I think that they should play Jordan because the Celtic centers do not shoot threes. As Robert Williams could shoot, but he doesn't make in a good rate. Robert Williams as well doesn't shoot threes. And Tristan Thompson shoots, but once in a while in the season, but in the playoffs, he he won't shoot threes. And I think they should start DeAndre Jordan and have Blake Griffin. And but it's gonna be the matchups is if Jeff Green shoots the ball well, which he is better than Blake and better defender. It's gonna be between who is playing better and that's where they will answer either Jeff Green at the start or but it doesn't matter who starts and who comes off the both players will play the same amount of minutes. Well, Green will play more, but it doesn't matter who starts. It's just about doing your job. You were brought to the net to do one job, and it's to do what you're good at, and to take the Nets to the NBA Finals for the first time since they've done it back-to-back when they faced the Lakers, which they lost. But for the Celtics, it's all about Mr. Jason Tatum. It's not about Kemba, because Kemba, between Kemba and Kyrie, both players do not play defense. They're, in fact, they're horrible on the defensive end. And you guys know Kyrie, both defender, but you saw in, in the finals, Steph Curry always shoots a high percentage. Why? Because Kyrie is not that great of a defender. And yes, he has improved. Yes, he can block shots. Yes, he can defend it. One, two, three. But not as much. So I think this Celtics squad, it's it was supposed to be G- JB and Jason Tatum, but now it's all about JT. And he's going to have to score 40. He's going to have a big game for them. Not only win a game, not only beat the net, but to actually win a game. Jason Tatum. And yes, Kemba Walker needs to step up. But Kemba is not relevant here. It's about the Tatum. Jason Tatum against the KD Kyrie and And for the Nets, they can't get into foul trouble, they can't get KD to the bench, or even Kyrie, because at times, Kyrie scored 8 points the whole game, as against Toronto, he had 8 points, uh, 12 rebounds, and 2 assists, everyone's got to do their job, because you know what James Harden can do, but in the regular season, and this is the fact, and it's funny how the X factor will be the James Harden, the superstar, because he is the X Factor. Because in the playoffs, in big games, he can't perform well, and he's like the Paul George. But in, but just James Harden need to play better. 
he hasn't been playing well in the playoffs. And you know where Rockets has done. Look, when CP3 was on the team, they were one, two games away from reaching the NBA Finals. And so it's all, the X factor here is not Joe Harris. It's not Claxton or Griffin. It's not all these role players. It's about James Harden, the starter. He needs to get it going. And yes, he missed the last, what, 20 games with the injury. But we're not, it's not about the injury. We both know that James Harden never had problems with injury. It's about his performance. He needs to blow this Celtics team up, who are without Jalen Brown, who doesn't have an all-star point guard. Because now it's all about Jason Tatum. And now you can add Kemba Walker. The next matchup is going to be nice to see. It's between a rematch of last season's semifinal. It's between the Bucks and the Miami Heat. The Bucks, who has Giannis under the compound, who has Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, against the defending runner-ups for the NBA Finals of last season, which is the Miami Heat. It's between the Miami Heat and the Bucks, and we both know what the Bucks should do, and it's have Giannis do things that the Heat are not used to. Get Giannis to shoot the three. Get Giannis to play off ball, and you need Chris Middleton to continue his playoff performance because he's been playing well the last. Couple of seasons, yes, they lost. Maybe Middleton could have done more, but Middleton always plays good, except game sevens and game sixes. But Middleton, he's gonna shoot the ball more. And we're not forgetting a defensive specialist in Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday has to play better in all aspects of the game. Because it's not just about the Combos or the Middletons or the Lopez or the Connetons or the DiVincenzos. De- it's about Drew Holiday. He was brought to be a better point guard than garbage player Eric Blitz and Georgia. He was brought to play defense. He was brought to help Giannis and Middleton. Because Drew Holiday can go off on any night. And he's a 6-6 guard. Any position on the floor. And for the Heat, it's about two guys. Jimmy Butler and Bam at the bio. Bam has to continue the last half of the season and what he's been doing for this team. to be passed. I want him to be aggressive like he was in the finals, like he was in the semifinal, in the conference final. Jimmy Buckets and Bam out of It's not about he lost Victor Oladipo for the rest, probably next season too, but it's not about that. And I still feel they could have kept Olenek and not make a trade for Oladipo because Oladipo was always was already injured and was not fully healed. 
And the last matchups that we know, it's between the Red Hot Hawks against the Red Hot Knicks. And this is matchup that we all wanted to see. Both young and upcoming teams making huge steps in this season. And the Hawks have been making steps, but not translating into wins. Because Trey Young, ever since he got the league, he's been balling. But the team overall has not. And this season was time for the Hawks, who started out very well on the season. They were 11-1 and one at one point. They struggled, and then they won a lot of games. The last 10, they won 7 of the last 10. Won four straight to end the season. And they've been playing well on the home court. And yes, home court does not mean nothing. Because there's no fans and barely in the fans. Well, for the Knicks. Well, I didn't finish for the Hawks. Jason Collins is improving. Clink and I think that Clint Capella will be an important piece. And all you Rocket fans are mad at yourself. Because imagine you had... Harden, Westbrook, and Clint Capella, they probably would have done something, but it's your loss. Daryl Morey, who's now the GM of the Sixers. But it's about, for the Hawks, it's about what Trey Young does, what Bogdan Bogdanovich, what Clint Capella does, what Daniel Gallinari does. And Jason Collins. It's what all these guys have been doing all season. If they want to have a chance against... Yes, they have identical records, but the Knicks are a much better team than Atlanta Hawks. But... But for off the bench, I think the, the Hawks have a better bench than the Knicks. But for the Knicks, what a season for Julius Randle, who will probably win most improved, who will probably be the expert of this game, who will probably be the MVP of this matchup. And it's about Julius Randle. It's not just about RJ Barrett or, or Manuel Quickly, but it's also about the veteran former MVP, former Chicago Bull, Derek Rose. And it's about Mr. Rose, because Rose has been improving off the bench, and he will be a key piece. Because I don't think Alfred Payne is that good of a player. I still think Rose is much better. Quickly is improving slowly, slowly. But in this match, it's all about Trey Young against Julius Randle. And this is a great matchup to see. But for predictions, I don't want to do predictions just yet. I'll make another segment doing the predictions for all the matchups when all the matchups is set. As we're waiting for the Lakers, Warriors, Grizzlies, and Spurs, and the Warriors, and the Indiana Pacers. But guys, thanks for tuning in to the segment. I'll do more later on so peace signing out